see, it, it'd be a good idea to have your house, I'd say, as minimalist as possible. And th- th- it pays off because yeah. you can have it where it's, I mean, where it's Airbnb ready mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Because yeah. if, if, if it happened to me, mm-hmm. if I got laid off or something or, you know, whatever, or they weren't paying me, mm-hmm. you know, I'd... Yeah, like I said, I, you know, might as well cash in on the sick days that I've saved up, and then, of course, yeah. not getting paid for the sick days either. I'm not going to be going to work, mm-hmm. or I mean, I could. I don't know. Either way, I have an option. Yeah, and I'll I'll sure as hell be Airbnb the hell out of every single house I have. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, and it'll be Airbnb ready. Put it on the market right away. Try to Airbnb the hell out of it. You know, see what happens. It might yeah. work. It might not work. I might get a little bit of money. A little bit's better than nothing. But then I'll be, I'll go, hey, I'll call up my, my dad. Hey, we're going to be yeah. sleeping on y'all's couch <laughs> until this blows over. Yeah. So we're written out our houses, you know, yeah. on Airbnb. So we so, got your um, paper, you know. It's, it's a little bit of a backup plan. You of know course, what? I would talk to the banks. I would talk to the people and say, hey, you know, just, just can we just put this payment, you know, next month or the month? I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, I don't know. You never, you never know. There's extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Right? Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Lit. Let Thrive. <laughs> Man, what's been up? Been a, been a week since we did this? It's been a little while, man. Yeah, been a little while. while. What episode are we on? We are on <laughs> episode 77. 77, man. We got a lot of notes, a lot of stuff to go over. We got a lot of, what is it, current events going on. We got the uh, government shutdown. Got, oh, yeah, we got to talk that. Yeah, 2019, we got a bunch of stuff going on for the new year. But, yeah. How and I things- started off the episode. Uh, Talking okay. into the wrong microphone, but here I am. <laughs> you know, hello, 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 hello. Y'all can hear me. It, it echoes in here. You know, that's what's going on. We got a lot of stuff, man. I've been doing good. And it's episode 77 of Live That Thrive, your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Home Away, Turo, Uber, all that stuff, podcast. And we're here to kick some ass today. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. We're going to kick some serious ass. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so I'm going to start this off. With a question. Have you ever heard of a next-gen home? A, a next-gen home? No. See, when you wrote that on the notes, I didn't. I was like, what the hell? I didn't want to ask at that moment because, yeah. you know, save it for the cast, you know. Yeah. But I was like, what the hell is a, a next-gen home? And please enlighten us, Micah. So a next-gen home is, it's a home within a home. Meaning you have two kitchens, you have two garages, and the second, like you have two two-car garages and you have one one car garage, and the one car garage leads in, leads into this suite that has a kitchen, a bathroom, a, ki- a kitchen bathroom, and its own living room. Uh, pretty much, it's pretty much two houses in one, but it's not a duplex. You have your own entrance. And what I was looking at, because me and Mahogany were trying to pretty much start a family, you know what I mean, expand the family, I should say. So we were thinking maybe we could get this next gen home, and we could Airbnb the guest space. You could charge like seventy five to one twenty five a night because they it's a private area it's their own entire suite to themselves so that was that was that's a next gen home y'all gotta Google them man they're dope I let me and my boy Josh been looking at them and the only thing about them they're really high they're really expensive so because it's kind of like buying a duplex then I mean I know it's not side by side but they're gonna be yeah. expensive like buying a duplex uh yeah yeah they're expensive like buying a duplex but. You get the entire place to yourself. So now when I house hack, I don't necessarily have to see the guests. Except for one portion, the laundry is shared. That's the only portion. When did this next-gen home thing start, and where where can you find these at? Because that is the first time I've heard of it. Uh, Leonard Homes builds them. L-E-N-N-A-R. Leonard Homes builds them. They're uh, all over Fort Worth, Keller, Dallas. Um, they're a bunch out of state. I've seen a bunch of them in Arizona. But they're really starting to hit the DFW. The only con that I've seen to them where they're all far out. They're all like out in uh, they're all out in like a like what is it Keller and Saginaw up there. But I was like, man, I'd make that commute to have that good house hack, you know. And only thing is, and they start at like three sixty ish. Damn. Yeah, but it's a full blown investment. It's, and then what I, my goal was because I had hit you up about it. 
my whole goal was to probably to sell all my single families after that and just buy multi-families. Hmm. Yeah, man. So it's it's been an interesting week. That is interesting, man. Um, that that see that sounds pretty cool. And and um, now did they come about because of Airbnb? No, that, they were. Uh, they've been they around were, for a while. No, no, they were literally meant for people that uh, pretty much okay. You have a son that lives at home with you. He's out of college. He lives at home with you, right? So that's where the next gen concept came in. It came in through that. So hey. They they built an entire suite for your kids. That's why it's called the next gen home. Yeah, and that's where it came from. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what the concept came from. That's cool, man. Keep yeah, talking. So, I'm just uh, <laughs> um, I'm just messing with the um, YouTube feed for some reason. It's being weird. But anyways, yeah, let it go. Let it, yeah, go. Let it, go. Let it go. Let it go. All right. It's like a it reminds yeah. me of my band days because I remember the first time because I used to be in a band. You know the. The Live Let Thrive theme music you hear entering the show and yeah. leaving the show, that's from that's from um my band, the Clean Beats back in the day. Yeah. And so I remember being on stage our first gig and um nervous as hell, right? You know. Yeah. Everybody shows up to your first gig. It's funny because like your friends and family, everybody wants to see, all right, what's this all about? Yeah. And we filled up a bar and everything and we were all freaking nervous and we got through we got to one of the songs and my guitarist was playing different notes than I was and I was like <laughs> No man, this is the no. I, I kind of like I, I stopped the song. I was like, "Hey man, you're playing the wrong." He's like, "Man, don't ever stop the song. We just played through it." And I'm like, "All right, dude. All right, <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta keep and, on going." And it's like a small place. People, you know, pounding the, the drums are pounding, taking over everything. The guitars, you know, all amped up. The bass and it's just like singing and. So yeah, people don't really notice. Just as long yeah. as you you keep going and like you never made a mistake, and people won't think you made a mistake. You know, like President there Trump. <laughs> there you go. Keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're pushing through, pushing through. Yeah, man. So uh, what do you what What's your 2019 goals? What you got going on for the 2K19? Two. I like that. 2K19. 2K19 is um, you know, I keep doing. We're at a little bit of a crossroads because two of the spots where um, I have Airbnbs, which, you know, my current house, which we plan on Airbnb in. We planned on Airbnb. That's why I bought right here and uh, in Arlington. And then the Hearst house, um, both of those cities, well, the Hearst already did their little band, whatever, uh-huh. and which kicks in in the summertime. And the um, the Arlington house is um i mean the arlington yeah arlington they're starting to ban it too they're they're trying to start to ban it and they're doing their sup process and all that stuff that's going to come down the pipes pretty soon so it, it's like yeah i mean we could go underground i mean that's like you know we've been talking about on the show how to go underground mm-hmm. if necessary and yeah that's an option and it, is it, i guess the true test of that is when they finally do reach you in one way or another either like someone coming in and trying to rent your place that ain't you know a real person or that you know that's like a whatever a a company they send out to find people the true test is the city saying all right we're going to start fining you two thousand dollars every day that you're doing this Mm -hmm. illegally or you can stop doing this that's when the true test begins and how how do we react to that you're talking about pretty much the enforcement the enforcement. Yeah. See, and that's what I'm, th- I'm thinking. I, I say sit still until they find a way to enforce it. Just keep doing what because I'm doing. Because I feel like I don't think, especially Hearst, I don't think they have the infrastructure to do that. Um, I mean, you could get somebody. I mean, you have instant booking on, right? Are most of your bookings instant book? Yeah. Yeah. Book. I mean, and most of those people are going to have reviews and they're known Airbnb, or so I don't think you have anything really to worry about. That's why I was kind of going with the whole house hack model. Like, I think that's the safest thing to do. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted to look at multifamilies because of that. You know, with all these bands supposedly coming, if you have the leverage of like a duplex or a fourplex, you can just, hey, go back to traditional or corporate and still build back up. Like, I think residential neighborhoods are going to get hit the hardest. You know, if you're arbitraging out of a, 300 unit apartment complex it's very unlikely you'll be caught for one and plus most of the time the apartment complex has allowed you to do it you know right right you know so i i, just, I really think they're going to have a hard time enforcing it like if you look at new york we're going to be talking about new york a little bit further today um 
they had to pretty much overturn everything, but I heard Airbnb had some strings behind that. So it, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be uh, interesting. interesting to say the least. Uh, but that's the thing. So so my crosswords would be to continue to do Airbnb mm-hmm. and um, let the chips fall where they fall, and or try to try to go to like a long term rental you know model, which mm-hmm. my first house is a long term rental and it's been mm-hmm. it's been doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I bought it after the crash, so I got a good price on it. So, I mean, of course, I'm cash flowing pretty good on that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm flexible. I, I can do either one. Mm-hmm. But but my goal is to keep, you know, keep growing. Yeah. And I do want to get another house mm-hmm. if, if this year for sure. But it might happen, like, really soon. Like I yeah. said, if I get um, Ken, our fan Ken's house, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, on on that subject real quick, I did I – did, um, I looked at another house that was kind of close by where Kansas. is. I was mm-hmm. like, well, if I'm going to live in that area, let's see what else is out there. And there was one that was similar. Well, it was a, it was a four bedroom, two bath kind of deal, and um, it was um, smaller, but the price was also a little smaller. And the, what I liked the backyard. It looked on the pictures. It looked like it was overlooking a park. You know, your backyard mm-hmm. didn't touch nobody else's house. It was yeah. just a park back there, and um, soccer fields and a lot of land. I was like, man, that'd be cool. You know, no mm-hmm. backdoor neighbors, whatever. And anyways, I um I told Ken, you know, we really like your house, but you would see a couple more mm-hmm. before we decide something. And so he said, oh, cool, you know, he's still my agent, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we want you to check it out. The thing is, I, I put it in the notes. I said, the view was nice and all, but straight on, like, I don't know, it was, <laughs> it was about probably half a mile away or maybe, you know, give or take. It's a big like um this a post apocalyptic factory thing going on. Really? Over there. <laughs> really? The smoke and stuff going on? Yeah, there was some smoke coming out. I, I look on the map it said something like JBL construction or something. I don't know what they make there, what they do there. Mm-hmm. But you saw like a big like a tower thing with some smoke oh, coming off man. of it and I was like it's just like, man, even if that's far enough away and the chemical in the, there's no chemicals being pumped in the air. Mm-hmm. If I sit out on my back porch with my coffee or, you know, with a drink of drink, mm-hmm. I'm going to stare at that damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear, like, a buzz coming from, like, I'm like, oh, man, I can't. I just can't, man. That, yeah. that thing freaking ruins the view. view. I thought I was going to see a beautiful sunset every day, you know. and But, no, it's, that's the big old um, post-apocalyptic um, factory going on. <laughs> so, so I decided, no, nah, we, can't, we can't do that. It was a nice enough house. but it's like, nah. And the, the neighborhood, you saw it getting a little rough around the edges, too. You know? For, like, around the corner or, like, in the neighborhood? In the neighborhood. In the, uh, yeah, yeah, around the corner a little bit. Some of the garage is getting a little bit where they don't look like they open oh, yeah. and close too good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Grass is all growing over. Start taking a little dip. Start taking a little dip, yeah. So um, it's a little bit older neighborhood than what Cons is. And um, What year was the house built? That house was built in 2002. So not super old. Yeah, not super old. But his, the the one that, that, you know, we're we're thinking about buying is 2007. And he said Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like a big difference, but that's five years more of wear and tear to a neighborhood. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and... um, that view though i just couldn't get past it man i thought uh-huh. i was gonna have the perfect i was gonna i was well, gonna well, make a look a door to go out my backyard <laughs> to go to the park it's not mm-hmm. like, perfect man but no where's it at it's over there off of um rant um kind of it's like a little bit north of where can's house is what i was showing you like off of cook's lane and um 30 so it's considered fort worth it's considered fort worth yeah okay and so go Go a little bit deeper and go all the way to where Randall Mill crosses, like yeah. Cooks Lane over that way, a little bit a little bit north of that, and that's where that's where it's at. Uh, so that factory okay. thing's like I think it's like right off the freeway, so okay. off um, eight twenty. So nah, yeah, nah, no go on that house. But we still mm-hmm. we still love. I mean, what do you look for when you go look for a house? I know you're looking at it a little bit differently now mm-hmm. as a as a investment opportunity. But yeah. when you, if you were looking for just a, the ideal home for you and your family, what would you look for? Right now, I would be looking for probably because I, I mean, I think that also depends on what kind of family you want, how big your family wants to be. Like right now, me and Mahogany, we want another child, so we probably be looking at. I'd actually probably be looking to downgrade to like a three bedroom, um, and then have a guest suite. But like really, what I look at if I'm looking at for a house to live in, equity, um, school district. I go to schooldigger.com, see what the See if the housing's going up, going down. Um, school district is really big, especially when you have kids. I 
truly don't want to send my kids to public school, but hey, if it happens, it happens. So that's really that's the things I look for: school district and equity. Is it going to go up? Okay, when you yeah, when you say equity, that's I automatically think that's how much you got into the into house. Okay. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. How much the house is going like to go appreciation. up? Appreciation. Yeah, appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. The bad choice of words. Yeah, appreciation. <laughs> Unless you can put a fifty percent down, then you have some serious equity. Hell no. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I'm looking at yeah, really appreciation. That's what it is. Better word, and the word actually. So yeah. that's what I look at, and that's the thing with um, because we're we're wanting to do the homeschool route. Mm-hmm. And w- w- what's cool about doing the house hacking thing because you could you could even find like a, a really badass house in a place that don't have the best school district, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have like four or five other houses that might be you know, in those good school districts and you mm-hmm. can send your kid to any one you want. Yeah. <laughs> really, right? Yeah. Just homesteading that one. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. See I think that's more of a yeah, that's like the investment route. Like, hey, I'm just gonna invest in this, make sure cash flows. Another thing, yeah, cash flow is huge. Like I don't like I was listening to a guy on Bigger Pockets and he said he'll take a hit on cash flow so he can get the house that's going up and going that's getting that's appreciating. He was like, I'll take a hit on my cash flow purposely just to do that. So it's all types of strategies out there. Yeah, but, and um, then I guess for a, as far as an exit strategy, um, yeah, it would be <laughs> it would be nice to have a home in a good school district because if yeah. you want to bounce from it, it'd be hard to sell it in the and the school gets like a two or three rating on the Zillow. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to sell it. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, yeah, you got to look at yeah, and that's what I was, I've been like. Me and uh, my little crew, we've been like really, really big on looking at exit strategies. Because I went into that Airbnb professional host group and I asked about exit strategies and there was nothing. Like they, a lot of people just arbitrage into arbitrage, house hack into house hack. I'm like, well, like what's your strategy? And then one lady, she came and told me her strategy. But I'm like, because I asked it particularly for arbitragers because I've been looking at arbitraging. But I'm like, I don't know the exit strategy on that. And she just kind of was talking about home. I'm like, that's a real estate exit strategy that works. But I really wanted to know what an arbitrager's exit strategy is. So, like, exit strategy is really what I've been looking at, you know. And that's why I was looking at that next-gen home because I've seen a lot of exit strategies coming out of there. Hmm. But, Eric, but, Eric Chan has a question. Oh, did, you, did I interrupt you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Say end of the show. Let's go. We, oh, you go ahead. Do go the end ahead. Of the show? Go ahead. All right. Okay. I'll just I'll do this one, and then we'll wait yeah, to the end ahead. of the show to answer them, answer them to make them hang in there. You know. Yeah. What up, Eric Chan? He says, Steve, have you considered corporate arbitrage as an alternative to Airbnb? Yes, I have, Eric Chan, and I am on Furnished Finders. I've had no luck with Furnished Finders so far because I, it's. I know it's it's. I, I told you. My, I guess the problem that I've I've talked to a few. And most people coming through is one or two people, and they said, "Well, we really don't need a big house with a big yard, all that stuff." Mm-hmm. They're looking for something that you got, like a one bedroom, two bedroom condo. That's perfect for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to be cutting no yard. They don't want to be doing this and that. I'm not saying they have to. They, I mean, the conversation never goes beyond that. They ain't looking for mm. a three bedroom, two bath house. That's so, true. But um, I think here in Arlington, where we're at. Uh, at close to the stadiums, there's going to be a lot of business coming to town. There's going to be a XFL team coming. Of course, we got the baseball, mm-hmm. the football, even women's basketball. We got a bunch of stuff coming that's going to bring business, business. And I think this might be a better spot for a corporate arbitrage. When's the XFL coming? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. But they're coming. They're going to play out of the the Rangers stadium. Speaking of all, oh, that's what they're going to do with it. Yeah, uh, Jerry okay. ain't gonna let no XFL team I, get I on wonder. his field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was wondering what they were gonna. I was wondering what they were gonna do with the old Ranger Stadium. So, one thing you brought up because we were talking about houses, and remember, I was talking about I was like kind of in a bind. I was like, should I keep my house or should I sell it after I buy another house? And I was thinking, and the only reason I chose sell was because I was thinking the only way to truly make that a cash flow, like a cash flow house, and be hands off. Well, you'd be hands-on, kind of, was to get somebody to live in the master bedroom, charge them cheap rent, and then get somebody else, and then rent out all the rooms one by one. And I was like, eh, then you have to manage the manager. I was like, well, no, unless it was somebody I really trusted. But that was one reason that I was considering. Maybe I can keep the other house, but, like, right now, I got one of my houses up for sale. And if I get this, we're going to take a look at the next-gen homes first, and we can't find one that we want, and that, and that's price feasible then i might just pull the equity out of my house 
and buy a multifamily. That's my alternative to that. Okay. So I'm looking at two or three different things. I'm just trying to go the safest route. Hmm. Yeah, safety is good, man. Especially you're going to bring another kiddo into the mix. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. What about... What about just trying to just pulling the equity out of your house that you have now, mm-hmm. not selling it, just pull the big old chunk of the equity out, put it in the bank or wherever you want to put it, and then just rent it out as a long-term rental. Is that an option too? No. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to cuz cuz that that I automatically go up to a higher interest rate if I do that. Uh, That's the problem with that right now. I know yeah. the bigger pockets yep. talks about that all the time. Do the burr, do the burr. I'm like, I don't want to burr my properties now. The interest rate I got on it was like two and three percent back in the For day. Real, Why man. am I going to jump up to six or seven percent? Turn it into a you know. I, I mean, said, mine ain't high. It's like a point nine percent rise, but I'm at four point one two five. To go to a five, you're like eh, that point nine percent. That's a hurt, man. You plus, like plus, I wonder. If you if you do that, um, what what's it called? You know, they pull the equity out, do um, refinance, whatever. Yeah. Oh, but no, I think because you, you still get the lower interest rate because um, I mean, not because if you if like I said, if I go buy a house uh-huh. and and I out for the specific purpose to rent it out to be an investment property, you put down it's going to be a lot. It's going to be more money down, of course, uh-huh. but it's going to be like almost a point more interest rate. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Yeah. But if you buy it for you and your family, it's like, you know, let's say it'll be like a five. But if you buy yeah. it as an investment property, it'll be like a six, mm-hmm. you know, percent interest rate. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're if you still in that house and you do the equity thing and pull it out, yeah, it's, you're only going to go up, up a little bit. And then you can bounce from the house, I guess. And that's why I say you should never buy a single family home as an investment property, like put down 20%. That's, that, that's, that's a killer. You put down 20% on single family, I wouldn't. I, I personally wouldn't do it. The only reason I would put down 20% if it was multi. Like, that's why I was using your strategy to put down, what, 5%? Uh, 3%. 3%. Sir. See, or put down 3%, move into it, and that's what I was going to do. I was going to put down 3 move into the property, and then sell the property that I already – sell the old house that I was in, and then buy multifamily. So it's, it's interesting. You know, so many different strategies out there that you can use and, like, come up on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just pretty much all about the safest risk. I get the the safest bet. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? like that. It's like an oxymoron right there. Yeah, the safest, safest risk. Risk. <laughs> you know? I mean, really, what it is with real estate, you got to go with the safest risk, the most calculated risk. And, and that's and that's I, I told you before. That's how I play poker. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I might have a damn good hand, mm-hmm. and but if I've already known I've got enough chips that I'm going to win on this hand, instead of seeing the next two cards, I'm oh, shit. I'll I'll push in or I'll I'll bet high mm-hmm. just so just to make people back out and I'll get you know, I'll take the mm-hmm. chips that I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna sit there, oh man, I'll just play these all the way out, see what happens. Yeah. Then on the river, on the last card, someone could just, you know, have a stupid hand and all of a sudden be like a yeah. flush or something like You're that. You're done. <laughs> yeah, and so just take yeah, take your profits when you can, right? Yeah. See I gotta learn how to play poker, man. I'm a blackjack oh, guy. Dude. <laughs> blackjack too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, see, and that's why I play blackjack. It ain't really, I mean, it's all random cards, but you know what I mean. It's a little bit, I guess you could call it calculated. But Very calculated. Oh, so, oh yeah, I guess, did I don't think we talked about the co-host accounts being dumped, right? Well, what's that about? What's that about? I guess, I don't know how it works out. I ain't got no co-host account, but I've seen a bunch of people, like I've seen a couple people losing huge chunks of change on like, I guess their co-host account got dumped. Like apparently, Airbnb, you know, Airbnb stopping the co-host payout thing. So I guess, like, I seen Sean Rakidzich. He's the Airbnb automated guy. He said he lost like forty grand. I don't know if he lost forty grand and they put it in his account, or he just lost forty grand out of his Airbnb account. Ooh. So, but yeah, it was like thirty-nine thousand dollars. So I was Jeez. like, yo, yeah, that would that would piss me off. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't have a co-host account. But yeah, I heard they're dumping those. And then, um, man, we wanted to talk a little bit about the government shutdown that's going on. Okay, let's talk like, about it. What's going on with, like, not only the government shutdown, but there, there's a good portion of our show where we actually talk about, you know, having multiple streams of income. Because you got all these people working for free, you know. And, and me, me and my boy Sean, shout out to Sean, we were talking this weekend. He came over, and we were chopping it up. And he was like, hey, man. He goes, I don't know why these people are going to work for free, especially air traffic controllers. He goes, if they all just band together and said, hey, we ain't coming to work, you would ground the whole country. 
which I'm yeah. like, yeah, you, you put everybody on the ground, you know. Um, but I, I, it was just kind of made me see. And then there's people like struggling, like not the lower income, but I'm talking about the people that actually work, like the TSA agents, the air traffic controllers. And then some of them are hurting, struggling. It's like, dang, people are still living that paycheck to paycheck cycle, man. You know, that's why I was like, man, people got to definitely create multiple streams of income. And it's just not people out there hurting. And then people that's on government housing getting put out. It's like, dang, like, yo, you got to come up with that whole 12800 or you got to roll. You know, it's like, you know, like, dang, you know, or that whole 400, however, what kind of assistance you're getting. But, you know. So it's like it's people hurting out there, you know, and I think that goes back to like people being slaves to the corporation, you know, like the people that are going to work for free. Like I would have called in. I would have called in like a matter of fact, I would have made a public service announcement. All air traffic controllers. We are not coming to work today. If you do come to work, we are going to beat the brakes off of you tomorrow (laughs) at the break room. For real, man. Like ain't no way y'all coming. If y'all band together, man, it's so much. Here's the thing. Go ahead. This goes back to the uh, Ronald Reagan days. Okay. Have you heard of the air traffic controllers strike? You heard no, no, of that? no. When, when did that happen? Oh, okay. That happened during Reagan. Okay. I'm not sh- exactly sure what year. Mm-hmm. And um, they band together, like you said. They were, you know, they were mad about their pay or whatever. You know, they have a union. They have mm-hmm. a union, but they're a, a government um, entity, right? Yeah. Air traffic controllers. And so they um, they went on strike. They said, "Oh, we're going to shut down the we can shut down this whole you know system. They, you can't fly without air traffic controllers." That same day, Air, Air, uh, Ronald Reagan fired every single one of them because it's a government it's a government job. It's not like okay, like my job for example, we're a union, but we're, right. we're you know we're our own, we're not con- we're not part of the government. Mm-hmm. And so they they all they went on strike that same day. He fired all of them. Said we're hiring. Started bringing in people that were, I guess, people that were studying that were going to be air traffic controllers. Hired all brand new air traffic controllers because you Dang, can't strike. And and like you said, I mean, even if it's um, they're doing like a, you know, it's just Dang. everybody calling this is band together and call. If they find out it's collusion going on, they'll fire. They can they can fire you. There's no union rights and all that stuff. You're gone because you're a government employee. Man, yeah, bro, you just yeah. put me on some deep game. <laughs> Never work for the government. And that's... <laughs> And everybody thought back in the day that's the safest thing you can do is work for the government, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, maybe it's not that much that that Dang, like that um, anymore. I don't know, but it's <laughs> that's some, yeah, that's some real talk right there. That really took my uh, my next comment out. I was going to say entrepreneurs see the power in people, but I guess that government lets you know you ain't got no power up in here. No, no, no. Dang, no. I didn't know Reagan fired all. He of them. fired all. Of them. Yeah, look it up. Ronald Reagan, air traffic controllers. Yeah, it's crazy. So they've never stri- they've never done that again. <laughs> I'd say now, see, much. my question is this though: How many of them did it across the nation? That's a good question. I I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I but... bet you the ones in D.C. did it. That's why he fired them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get Air Force One off the ground. Y'all gotta go. You gotta but, get nah. Man. But I mean, that's dang. I didn't think. I didn't know that. Like I really didn't know. Yeah. That. No but, mediation period. No. Let's you know. Let's talk. No. You're gone. Fired every single one of them. It's crazy. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many. If it was across the nation, man, they could make some noise doing that, dog. Matter oh, yeah. of fact, if it was across the nation, he'd have his wall because ain't nobody coming in via air or on internationally, nothing. Everybody's <laughs> grounded. You know, there, there's your wall, Trump. <laughs> For real, y'all. I could just, hey, if I was an Air Traffic controller, hey, everybody call off. But, nah, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Then it was, I just hated to see all the people struggling. You know, it's like, dang, man, you got to create the multiple streams of income. But, it is what it is, man. It is what it is, and that's what's um, and that and that you know made me think of uh, right away. Like you said like a, a backup plan or, mm-hmm. or a side gig or something. Excuse me, and um, that's why I think everybody should have. Well, see, it, it'd be a good idea to have your house. I'd say as minimalist as possible, and th- th- it pays off because. Yeah. You can have it where it's, I mean, where it's Airbnb ready mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Because yeah. if, if if happened to me, mm-hmm. if I got laid off or something or, you know, whatever, or they weren't paying me, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah, like I said, I, you know, might as well cash in on the sick days that I've saved up. And then, of course, yeah. not getting paid for the sick days either. I'm not going to be going to work. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I could. I don't know. Either way, I have an option. Yeah. And I'll, I'll sure as hell be Airbnb the hell out of every single house i have yeah. and, and um yeah and it'll be airbnb ready put it on the market right away try to airbnb the hell out of it 
you know, see what happens. It might yeah. work. It might not work. I might get a little bit of money. A little bit's better than nothing. But then I'll be, I'll go, hey, I'll call up my, my dad. Hey, we're going to be yeah. sleeping on y'all's couch <laughs> until this blows over. Yeah. But we're written out our houses, you know, yeah. on Airbnb. So we so, got your um, paper, you know. It's, it's a little bit of a backup plan. You of know course, what? I would talk to the banks. I would talk to the people and say, hey, you know, just, just can we just put this payment, you know, next month or the month? I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, I don't know. You never, you never know. There's extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Right? So I think they would for that. So I have to give Airbnb a shout out. You know, I don't praise them very often. <laughs> I got to give Airbnb a shout out. They are actually helping the government employees. They're encouraging them to become hosts. And they're telling them, hey, uh, you get like an extra, um, what was it? I think they, they get an extra $150 to be, become a host or something like that. So shout out to Airbnb for that. That was That was pretty dope. They aren't. You know, stifling the hosts, telling them, hey, rent out your house for free. We'll make all these little ads saying Airbnb helps out government employees, you know. So that that, that, that was cool that they did that. I had to read that that post like two times before I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he just doing like a uh, like a fake thank you for to Airbnb for this? Or or are they really doing something good? I read it again. Oh, they're actually out of their own pockets. Yeah, yeah. Paying, um, oh, that's another thing. So if your if your house was Airbnb ready, you yeah. could have thrown it on Airbnb. Start you know, go live to go live at mom or dad's for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, dog, rent a, yeah. or rent a one bedroom, you know, efficiency somewhere See, just for a minute, and then you get paid double for every day that you rented during yep. that time frame. That's pretty cool. And you know what I was I was thinking about too. Speaking of exit strategies, to kind of what you're saying about being Airbnb ready, that was one thing I was thinking like. If the economy tanks, you can't really just throw up an Airbnb because it has startup costs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to kind of be, unless you have all that furniture, like I, I have a bunch of furniture banked, you know, in different places, you know. So now, actually, what what it does is, too, when you have all this furniture, it, it keeps your startup costs low. Like one place, I'm gonna, uh, I'm only picking up one arbitrage this year, and it's pretty much to move stuff out of a condo to a, 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 a arbitrage. But... The startup only thing I gotta pay is the money to get the apartment because I already have it furnished. So yeah, it's a good thing to stack up on that furniture too. Have like a little storage shed sitting there ready to go. If anything pops off, pop off a Airbnb. You're right. Yeah, build your own storage shed because then those ones will eat your profits alive if you you have to go store it somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, build one in your backyard. You sure right, man. Throw a bunch of futons in there. Yeah, Airbnb <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh yeah. For real, man. The ceiling fan, hell yeah. But man, you got a bunch of notes on here, man. A few notes, man. He said, "Is Airbnb a drug?" Is that? (laughs) What does that mean? Gotta get my fix, bro. (laughs) It's, it's. I guess I saw it like this. Um, and I was, and I was wanting to go, you know, do long term, right? And Mm -hmm. on my, on my Hearst house, I was, Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about it. And um, Mm -hmm. anyways, I, but. But as soon as I st- I put it as soon as I put it on like the Zillows and all that, mm-hmm. I start getting Bing 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 bookings for Airbnb because it's still on Airbnb, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I was like, ah, I gotta leave this Airbnb money behind mm-hmm. so I can rent it long term for fifteen fifty a month. You know, where I'm used to making two or three grand a month. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, it's hard yeah. to like I said, it's a drug, and um, I'm like, I could. And it makes you think. It makes you think. I, I, I can fight through this. Um, I can fight through this ban. Yeah. I can make it through this. I mean, I got to I got to get my fix. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it and is. And so I said, well, I'll just extend it out another month, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all that month got booked up. I'm like, okay, one more month <laughs> out, and then and then I'll long term it, you know. And mm-hmm. I just started thinking, this must be like a like a alcoholic or a drug addict must. I, you know, I'll, I'll start in a few days. I, just, <laughs> I got this one party to go to, but I start it. You know, next month I'll start. <laughs> that check keep coming up, man. You're like, oh, I can't do it. But I think you're honestly safe. And I'm gonna tell you why I think you're safe. Your face ain't on it. The front of your house ain't on it. You're good to go. That's how I look at it. I think you're good to go. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the people that are going to get shut down are going to be the people that I think the people that have the front of their listing up, they've got all their name information on it. You know, those are going to be the first ones to go to me, you know. So be interesting yeah. to see. Good evening. <laughs> Hell interesting to see. Cheeky's made an appearance on the podcast. Does super host even matter at all no it doesn't <laughs> that's a good one yeah no 
But I guess we, we can go ahead and get some questions rolling to go back to the top. Okay, there's a lady named Mahogany keeps asking us questions, blowing us up. Uh, <laughs> what did she say? Whoa. When you said the next generation, uh, you were talking about the next gen home. Is the concept uh, for your children, raise their children there as well? Reply when you get time. Uh, when you say next generation, is the concept for your children to raise their children there as well? That's a good question. I don't know. Like, from what they've been saying is to raise your college student there or whatever there to come home. Um, but I like the concept of it. It's like a perfect Airbnb. The only thing is the price points and the uh, the price point and the location. That's a, that's the a only thing I'm not liking right now. But, huh. yeah, I'm, 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 I like the concept, though. I think that'll be a real big hit in Airbnbs here soon. Cool, cool. Thank you, Mahogany Artist, for that wonderful question. We're going to be sending you our book um, called Live, Let, Thrive, you know, Battle On. I'm just kidding. We don't have a book. Not yet, anyways. Hey, Norman's Hey, Norman's uh, watching us on TV. What's yeah. up, Norman? Did he have a question? I'm not sure. Oh, no question from Norman. Yeah. Uh, when is Bitcoin going to tank, Norman? <laughs> oh, is it already tanking? <laughs> But he did. He did. You know, I asked uh, Norman a, a Bitcoin question. Yeah. Because I was like, man, because back it was it was up hovering around six thousand five hundred for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, then it then it dipped all the way to like five thousand, and then you know forty five hundred. I was like, man, is this a good time to buy, man? He's like, nah, wait till it gets in the two thousands. Then 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 I'd stock up on Bitcoin. So there there's some some Norman advice, you know, yeah. for you um, Bitcoiners out there. Um, I'm oh, yeah. not messing with Bitcoin no more. I'm. Uh, I tried it. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and first out early. Exactly. Um, sacrifice now, reward later. That was another um, topic. Where did that come from? And that and that comes from the like like the, what I'm doing is like the house hacking kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Um. So I'm jumping into the next house and and I guess even if you let's say even if you end up breaking even each year on mm-hmm. your houses. It sucks because, I mean, you see that equity there, and it's tempting to pull out. But like you said, if interest rates keep coming up, why would you pull out the, the equity at a, a higher interest rate? You know, you're mm-hmm. borrowing money at a high rate. And um, so I guess I see that. Um, but if, if even if you just break even each year, hopefully you do better. It's kind of like you're forcing yourself to put money away into, like, the savings that you can't touch mm-hmm. until the future until you know it matures until mm-hmm. until like um you got a uh, big chunks of equity in every house and then you could do something with it or um what is it called 429 or uh, what is it called when you when you an um, exchange yeah yeah 29 ah, 29 something exchange yeah an exchange and we you don't could, pay um, taxes on it hopefully I mean, hey if you have 10 or 20 houses by then i know you're not big yeah. on the single families right mm-hmm. but you could um you could kind of sell all those and jump into a, a little apartment complex and there you go there's your retirement yeah. that's an option yeah you know so you but, but that's going to be years down the road and this car is kind of hard we're an instant gratification society mm-hmm. we've been for a while right us as kids we, we want it now we got fast food i want yeah. oh man if you don't get that fast food in five minutes at the, in the drive-thru line you're pissed right yeah it's yeah. instant gratification and then to do something Totally opposite is that, you know, buy a house and say, put it on a 30 year note and we'll see, see you in 30 years. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's kind of hard to do, but, mm-hmm. but you're sacrificing now, keeping these houses going, keeping them, you know, in shape and getting renters in there, going through renters. And, but you, the payoff is like, it could be 15, 20, 30 years down the road, but hey, yeah. you know, question. Cause I, I see this a lot in the FI group. Do you ever look at your net worth? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I got that mint, that mint <laughs> app, which is I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> what is your net worth? According if you to, don't mind, according asking. to that mint app, it's like um, it's not real, folks. I'm gonna say a number. <laughs> it's not freaking real, and I'll tell you why. But first, I'll say the number. It's like six hundred and fifty thousand dollars is my net worth. That's what it says because okay. they put the houses on there, right? Mm-hmm. The houses that I have own control whatever you say you know partners with the bank <laughs> but it doesn't have anywhere to put the debt you have on those houses it don't have any spot to do that so i would if, think, they're, if they're putting your houses then you're negative 650 well it says positive it says positive it says, oh now the question is mint going in there and looking at the equity you have in each of your houses 
That's a good question too, because I just because it meant it links it, it links you put the address of the house mm-hmm. and it links it up to the Zillow and it gives you the Zillow estimate on it. So. <laughs> oh man, Zillow might be telling you to sell it all, no. man, and you're, <laughs> and you're stuck when you talk to a realtor. No, I mean I don't know. That's, That's um, yeah, I, I haven't looked at mine. I had to look at it though. I know it's pretty bad. I know it's in the negative. Well, you, you, well, I don't know. But it factors. But that's the thing because it even they they mentioned it in like on bigger pockets or whatever. Looking up your your net worth, it it factors it different. It doesn't. It doesn't just. It's not a simple formula. Like here's your here's your debt. Here's your you know how much you got in the bank. Is yeah. everybody would be everybody would be negative. In fact, it counts those as part of your, your assets. assets, right? Yeah, and it doesn't. Yeah, because net worth is pretty much. What you can liquidate, right? I, I, that's what I think. But I mean, but we I don't own, we don't own these houses outright. So that's what I'm saying. Think. So technically, is if you if you owe one forty, the house worth two worth two forty, you sell it, you now have a hundred grand uh-huh. in your pocket. Uh-huh. And then same with the next. So that's what I thought it was. And then, like for example, I have student, me and Mahogany have student loans. Right, so then right. that would be a negative. So that's what I thought it was. Uh-huh. I think I have a, a calculation of what my net worth is, but I don't know a number. It would be definitely be in the negative, though. If it's in the if or really, really close to the positive, but it'd be in the negative. It'd be nice to have it positive. Yeah, like <laughs> but, I see a lot of those choose fi people on that. Yeah, what's your net worth? I'm like, even the Dave Ramsey people, but they don't believe in debt. So, right, if, right. so if their net worth is five bucks, they're winning. <laughs> to them, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're over that mark. <laughs> But I, I, I guess it sees real estate as, as um, assets. Yeah. I guess that's what it does. Yeah. Even if you don't own it all outright, which is weird. I mean, that's why it's a, it's a weird number. I mean, it's yeah. cool. It's cool to look at and say, and if I throw another house on there that's worth 250000 then boom, that's worth, you know, I'm up, I'm up to like 900000 900, Hey, look you know at me. I'm kicking ass. Not, I'm, 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 Straight up. <laughs> not Where really. <laughs> I got to pay them off first before I can get that money, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or, a few years down the road, I'll have some of that equity. But yeah, it's it's a fun number to look at. Yeah. But that 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 uh, Mint app is pretty cool, though. Yeah. I have a question. If you found out you'd have three hundred thousand in the bank, no debt, three hundred k in the bank, if you sold everything, would you do it? And how would you reinvest your three hundred k? Bitcoin. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> You're done. No. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good question. If I if I knew that I could liquidate right now uh-huh. and have three hundred k in the bank, um, wow. You know, I've, I've I come across that question on a smaller scale because if I do liquidate right now, I'd I'd have a nice chunk of change. Mm-hmm. And um, but three hundred k, if I could liquidate what I got right now and get three hundred k, yeah, I would do it. Yeah, I would yeah. do it. How would I invest the money? Uh, phew. I would probably get a few more rentals, man. I mean, yeah, me too. Because I mean, that, cause that's a, that's a, that's a, that's yeah. I would get some more rentals. I don't know though. Or should you? Would we? Would you hold off and wait for like a, a downturn, like a crash? I don't yeah, know. Too. It's a it's a good question. No, I mean, like I think you could. I mean, you besides a downturn, you could wait, and you know, what I'm saying you could get a good uh, like a duplex so I'd, I'd personally get a multifamily if i had that i'd just go ahead and get a multifamily because really well that's kind of what i'm doing now is liquidating and getting multifamilies that's what i'm trying to do so i mean it's interesting interesting thing to interesting thing to look at you know you're in love with that multifamily stuff man <laughs> yeah man because i was telling you that story of how like leveraging multifamilies is kind of it, it can save you in a crash like if like my dad went in the crash in 08, and we were in the Northwest, so this was it hit hard up there. It was, everything tanked. Um, all his houses lost value, but his duplex did, but he could still cash flow it. So it was like leverage. So if your main house loses value, you really don't really care because you work a job or whatever, and you work to pay that or whatever. But like me, I house hack. But it's like so many different avenues of leverage. I feel like when you have multifamily, that's why I'm really, really on it. And I was, I just really been thinking hard about that. I'm like, man, I need to get a multifamily property. Yeah, you pay a pretty penny for it, but yeah, more possibilities, right? Yeah. You get two doors for the price of one and a half, maybe one and a three quarters. I guess if you two think about for, it, yeah. 
And um, and I've heard arguments against multifamily. You know, I think I want to know what the arguments are. Here, here's here's one. When okay, fine. You know, you want you you buy. You know, you're gonna pay more for it. Let's yeah. say let's say you bought. You can get like a a nice um, three two. You know, sing, uh, single family house, decent neighborhood for two hundred k. The same uh, a multifamily. How much are you putting down? Um. Well. Okay. This is, it depends. Okay. Let me let me let me do it like this first, and then just okay. just just for my just for this what I'm trying to argue. Okay. Okay. You get a three two in a decent neighborhood for um three hundred k. I'm sorry, two hundred k. A a multifamily. Let's say a a two two. You know, on one side two two on the other side, it's going to cost you three hundred k or more. Let's just say in the same kind of type of neighborhood, whatever, about three hundred k for for argument's sake. 10 years down the road, you know, you want to sell that, you know, $200,000 house in a good neighborhood. It's going to be worth, you could probably sell it pretty easy for two eighty. I'm just, you know, throwing an mm-hmm. estimate out there. You could probably sell the way that the stuff goes up. It's, it's a nice house. You took care of it two eighty, And there's going to be a lot of buyers that want to buy a three, two mm-hmm. shitload of buyers want to buy a three, two. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the number one lick. And you, 10 years down the road, you want to sell that two two um, you know, Duplex. Together it's a four four. Yeah, two on a two two on one side, two two on the other side, duplex mm-hmm. in the decent neighborhood. You're gonna ask for a little bit more. You can't jump up like to three eight. I wouldn't think you could, maybe you could, but here's the thing, your buyer's market is gonna be way smaller because it's mm-hmm. gonna be investors gonna try to buy it from you. And yep. investors are looking at it as an investment, as a way to make money. Mm-hmm. The numbers gotta work. Mm-hmm. Most of them, you know, the, the good, the decent yeah. ones, the shitty ones, yeah, they'll pay whatever at whatever. But your your buyer's pool is going to be small, mm-hmm. and it, but a three two all day long, you could sell that no problem. It's going to go fast. Well, and what so, about your cash flow? That's yeah, that's 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 the thing. I mean, because even while like like let's say the Airbnb model, let's say I'm still Airbnb in it, and I like for example. My house, it's listed for sale right now, but I'm Airbnb in it. So I'm still making money, you know, with it being listed for sale. Which one? The th- Arkansas? Yeah. Okay. Now look at a 3-2. If you list that, you could still you could still Airbnb it because I'm Airbnb my 3-2. But I think it just kind of gives you a little more leverage. I mean, in the long term, as far as appreciation goes, won't they appreciate about the same if they're in the same decent neighborhood? The only thing is your buyer pools is smaller. So if your buyer pool is smaller, I mean, unless you're a desperate seller, and I don't see too many desperate sellers selling duplexes. And I, I like the duplex um, concept, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just giving you the other. What, what I see right away, and I've and I've, you know, I have the Zillow's set up to look at multifamilies too. Mm-hmm. A lot of them that pop up, you know. Yeah. Aren't always in the best neighborhoods because the best neighborhoods don't want duplexes in them, Mm-mm. and they're kind of not really taken care of that good. Just from what I've seen, the yeah. ones listed, they they yeah. don't take care of them very well. If one tenant can't take care of a house, I mean, two sets of tenants, what are they going to do? And so, and they want a pretty pretty a pretty penny for them, and they usually come with either one or two renters that are already locked into leases, and so you're going to inherit some tenants too. That's another problem that yeah. I've come across. That's and true. If you, or I mean, you could wait till they both both tenants leave. You're going to lose two rents and then put it on the market. But then you're going to start bleeding money for a few months. Cause we're it's talking a, about Airbnb. Are you talking? We're about okay, to throw some okay, furniture. Okay, in that Airbnb thing. make yeah is the whole yeah is yeah. is a different it's a different animal. But the ones that I've seen for sale, they just yeah. got long term renters on both sides, and you mm-hmm. kind of inherit them. And you're like, Shit, who? What the hell am I going to inherit? You know what? I'm starting to notice that a lot of duplexes that sit on markets a long time. They have renters in them. Yeah. Like, uh, my realtor sent me one out in, like, Granbury. And they didn't have any renters in them, but it's way out in Granbury. I'm like, who the hell wants to go out there? But you never mm-hmm. know with the yeah. Airbnb market. You never know. But I don't know, man. It's interesting. I, I think it gives you more leverage. But, yeah, when it's time to exit strategy, you're limited. Yeah. It, it, you're limited. You just have a smaller, buyer, a smaller buyer's pool. Yeah. And you're dealing with some cutthroat investors that ain't gonna want to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. So, whereas uh, well, whereas well. the rose colored, I know. Well, I know. There's a no, no, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what you could you do is if you're Airbnb in it, 
show the investor, hey, I'm making this much money. I'm cash flowing this. So if you want it, you got it. I think it leaves you with more leverage. Yeah. Because if yeah. you, especially if you short term rent it, you got more leverage. Hey, I got these two units. Bam, right here. This is what we want. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One one unit, the cash flow ain't gonna be there. But for an investor, they might be looking for cash flow. Like, yo, I can cash flow this. You know. But it, it's so many ways. That's why I love real estate, man. It's so many ways to, to get it, you know. So many different ways to skin a cat, as you always say. Exactly. And bringing it back full circle to the last thing I wrote, you had you were you were asking me about, you know, you just started texting me the other day about yeah. how do I go about house hacking? How much do I put down? Uh, am yeah. I worried about a downturn that's gonna, yeah. you know, sap my profits, or is gonna, you know, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna cash flow? You're asking me some in-depth question, and then yeah. you told me why because you're considering, you know, selling your house or, or mm-hmm. house hacking the next one. Yeah. And um, but you were worried about the cash flow. You were worried about you know a downturn, how it's gonna affect you, and blah blah blah. And I was like, and you know, at the time, I was like, you know, it's, and you said, well. Should I? Shouldn't you put more down, like twenty percent, thirty percent, or whatever you were saying? And I'll say, oh no, well, I was, no, no, no. I, wasn't asking that. I don't know single. Okay, because I was saying, yeah, I was saying I'll put three percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Single. And family, you said, well, sense. wouldn't you be safer by putting more down because your payment would be lower? And then um, I thought you, were, I thought you said something Mm-mm. like that. I was asking, saying? with you putting a small percentage down, if a downturn were to happen, because it's single family, if a downturn were to happen, what's your exit strategy? You'd be like, oh crap. Only put three percent down. I can't sell it for this much because my I'll be upside down. Right, right. So what's your extra strategy? That's what I was saying. Would you possibly just say tell an investor, hey, here's my loan on the bank. You take it for the loan, and therefore you don't foreclose. Okay, I didn't I didn't know about the short sell thing you were talking. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. You didn't, I didn't see that in the text. Yeah, yeah I didn't say short sell. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't saying put more down. That makes that that makes sense. That makes yeah, a difference. That's what I was that makes a difference. Because, um, but my, I guess my, how I was arguing was yeah. like, if I had put like, let's say 50 G's to buy this, um, $300,000 house, let's just say if I put 50 G's down and then the market tanks, I might lose, I might end up losing the house anyways and losing all 50 G's. Whereas if I would have just put th- 3% down, you know, put like 10 G's yeah. and I would have got the house, Hey, push comes to shove. I might have to let the thing go, but I'm only out the 10 G's that I put into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it, that instead of losing $150,000 of my hard-earned money. Yeah. You know, that's that's, that's, that's what hurt. I was thinking. You're more at risk when you put a bigger down payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, a, you know, a smaller down payment. I only say put a big down payment if it's a multifamily. I can see that. But single-family homes, nah. If you can put the five, do the five. But look at my boy Norman. That's why I like Norman, man. He's, a, he's I call him the exit strategy king. <laughs> he said, do a cash for keys on the tenant. Ask to see the current lease agreement between the tenant and the landlord. <laughs> Ask the most recent cash flow on the property. Hey, this is all good stuff he's telling you, too. This is true. Like, you can do that. Like, I've heard of people cash for key in the tenant. Like, even Syed said it. He's like, the people weren't comfortable with Airbnb. He said, hey, I'll give you money. You can just get out. <laughs> and I'll Airbnb, you know. So, you know, that's funny, too. Cash for key the tenant. Cash for keys, baby. I mean, yeah, that's, it's it's so many ways, man. But yeah, those are actually good ways. I'm about to think about using those if I get a multifamily with tenants in it. <laughs> you know, you know what? Um, I'm I'm going way back to when we first started this podcast. Yeah, and uh, I, in the Hearst House. I didn't have an Airbnb. I had an Airbnb yet, right? And oh, I was yeah. looking for the uh, Padre uh, a house and a condo in Padre, South yeah. Padre Island. And I told you, well, one lady. That was selling this one that we liked. Is she sent me the? Oh, you want it? Yeah, we've been Airbnb in it. We've been doing good. Here, I'll send you the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't Airbnb yet, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm looking at these numbers. Like, wow, she's making you know pretty good money at fifteen hundred a month, and her the mortgage would only be like a thousand a month. That's pretty good. I was mm-hmm. looking at, I was just looking at the raw numbers that she sent me from the you know, the thing you print out on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Knowing now, if I was gonna, you know, that's that's the dangerous thing. I mean, for you and me, it's, I guess. You want to get over on somebody? It'd be pretty easy showing them the Airbnb numbers, but especially on the beach house, you're gonna pay someone like a hundred bucks to do a turnover over there because it's got they got to clean out all the sand. They got to kind of do a deep cleaning every oh, time. The people go that. to the beach. They got sand all over them. They got to they get it gets everywhere in the, you know in the condo. So they got to do like a good deep clean. So you you might be paying someone to do a turnover out a two bedroom two bath condo hundred bucks every time. 
you know, every few days. I mean, she didn't, and it doesn't show that on that sheet that they yeah. print out for you. Yeah. You're just seeing the raw profits. She could be way upside down because of those cleaning yeah. fees, right? Well, I don't know. If she was smart, she just charged the cleaning fee to clean it, you know. But even at that, that still skews the numbers, though. Because even at that, you're sitting here looking at 1500 a month, but... Yeah, hundred dollars goes to cleaning every month, and that ain't really oh yeah per month. Well, well per cleaning, per cleaning. You know? That's what I'm so, saying. So yeah, you you yeah you, and that's how. I was, remember, I, I a while ago I said, hey, if you're buying an Airbnb ready house, you might want to be careful and make sure you run your numbers. That was the reason why, because there's people out here getting over. You know what I mean? And I ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of doing it with the <laughs> Arkansas house. You know, I, I I'll give them like if they ask me the numbers, hey, what my mortgage is, hey, I'll show them. Here's the mortgage. You want the utilities too? Okay, but you gotta ask. But you know. <laughs> oh yeah, plus that wasn't on the yeah, sheet either. Yeah, utilities, utilities. You gotta look yeah. at a lot, you know. And see, but but what happens is look at what you learn now that you got an Airbnb. You're like, yo, these what what are your expenses? To like a an investor who just does long term rentals, they might get thrown off by that. Yeah. Yeah, they see two, three thousand a month. Like, oh, that's what you do, and your mortgage is a thousand. Hey, it's a much, lot more that goes into that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and I've seen a lot of few people, like if you ever join a Facebook, there's a bunch of Airbnb investment groups. There's some always some people screwing off some numbers and get quiet when you ask them what their real expenses are. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. They turn yeah. a blind eye to that. Yeah, they do. Some of them might be better off doing long term. I mean, who yeah. knows? I mean, you never know. If, yeah. they, if they're not getting the good cleaners in there and yeah. paying too much for utilities and cable and that shit, that'll eat your profits quick. Real quick. But... LLT has got an announcement. LLT, we have officially got merchandised. We partnered up with Teespring, and they got all the merchandise. You can go to our site, click shop with us. Um, we still have to set up our merchant account stuff. Like I just have them <laughs> sitting there. We got to set that up. But y'all can buy, um, y'all can buy LLT gear. We got leggings. We got pillows. We got. T-shirts, tank tops, uh, sweaters. We are coming. We are. We gotta. We'll be having it on here soon. Hello, but yeah, team. we got that. Um, we got a bunch of stuff coming in the, in the works. Uh, Steve's been working on some stuff with Patreon. We're running. We got a few things coming. Yeah, we're gonna get the Patreon up and running, and because um, everybody needs their LLT fix, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if, and we and we do the free the free podcast and stuff. We appreciate all the love, but yeah. we have people have been reaching out to us. Yeah, yeah, asking us about hey, you know, thanks for the advice on blank. You know, do you have a do you have like a a code I can use to to sign up because I want to get y'all paid, or do you have a Patreon where I can send some money to you guys because we appreciate yeah. what you do? I mean, I'm not, we're not asking for money. Yeah, we are. <laughs> now we rather provide a product. We provide or a, a product, yeah, yeah. But if you go, we're going to start doing some more. In, I mean, we talk freestyle here. You know, we, t- yeah. we cover a bunch of topics. But I, what what I foresee the Patreon doing, which is Patreon, is like a little website that I mean that'll that people will pay like you know I don't know a dollar an episode or, yeah. or like or five bucks a month to get you know whatever subscription It's cheap, and then you get like you're privy to like um, these podcasts that we make. That are just for the Patreon, yeah. and it'll come up on your um, on your iPhone or your Android or whatever you got. It'll come up on wherever you usually get your um, podcasts from. Yeah. And so it's just a little something, you know. We go, we might tackle the subject, go more, you know, way in depth on it, and yeah. throw some more cuss words than usual, you know, because it's <laughs> it's like you're buying cable. It. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, just for the the hardcore fans that want a little bit more from the Live Let Thrive, we, we we're gonna start doing that. So. Oh, uh, Norman, I would be careful doing that. Norman wrote, "Get a single family home and convert it to multifamily." Uh, there's zoning issues that come with that. So yeah, you always be careful doing that. But yeah, I would go that cash for keys route. But yeah, that that's the biggest issue. You run into zoning issues. But yeah, man, we got time. We got time. Yeah, we got a rule. All but, right. Yeah, man, that was a good ep. Great episode. Yeah, we chopped some good game. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we got a lot more topics, a lot more things coming at you. Stay with us. Live, let thrive. And are we gonna roll another ep on here too from the the interview? Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we may we'll be live see. in a few more minutes. We'll yeah. let you know. We might chime in in a few minutes. Yeah, we'll be letting you y'all know. No zoning in Houston. Let's go to let's shoot. Let's snap up some places in Houston then. Oh <laughs> no, man! I'd be okay. I'll call you on that one. But yeah, Norman. All right, y'all. 
Thanks for um, tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Live, oh, yeah. Let thrive. Remember to check out the website. Go to shop with us. We got everything on there. Uh, we are also uploading all the YouTube videos. So, peace. Next step, we'll be wearing some of the merch. <laughs> Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.